0: You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here, at Locked On Nationals podcast. Today it is January 25th, 2022. On today's show, the final part of my conversation with Lindsey Crosby of the Locked On Prospects podcast. We talk Brady House. We talk about some of the other Nationals prospects as well in terms of fielding position. Guys will be on the field and also at the plate for the Nats and also some of Lindsey's thoughts on some general topics, things like the DH and whatnot as well. Fun conversation. Hope you all enjoy. All right, so let's talk about some of the guys that are more, you know, position players. And you and I talked about Brady House in our last episode. Let's hit on him here more again. It sounds like they're giving him the chance to try and play shortstop. But you and I really do see, I mean, down the line, like, he's just kind of too big. Like, that's the deal. And look, that's a position for guys who are athletic, you know, uh, I think compact might be the right word, right? There are some bigger dudes who play shortstop, but you're thinking about more guys who are compact, the arm motions shorter, you know, just to got a guys guy who can turn those double plays. You can flip the ball over to first pretty fast. Mm-hmm. He doesn't fit that bill. He wants to try. I think the Nashville's will once again, let him try, but his future is at a corner.
0: Yeah. And he's a guy that, I mean, like we said, big guy, 64 215 right. last we heard. I think he's probably even bigger now. Uh, he can he can make the routine plays, so he's he's not going to be a liability at short, but mm. he's definitely shortstop is obviously shortstop and center field are your premier defensive positions, and his offense is going to be great. I mean he he's a guy that we project out. He's going to be. I mean he could he could have seventy grade power. I mean he can he can hit bombs, um, but physically you know he has he has the arm for the position but he's he has a good internal clock he has the hands but i just don't think he's going to have the range where you can count on him to be anything more than at best league average and i think rather than taking an average shortstop defensively i would trade that for a above average to great defensive third baseman or first baseman now he's probably best suited for Third base, you kind of have somebody there already. So, you know, let's let's see how that goes. But but hit let's not think that his job is to come out there and give you great defense. His job is to come out there and hit bombs. And it looks like he's gonna do that. We talked about it on the last show, but um he's got a, a great swing with just ridiculous bat speed. Uh when he when he hits a ball and he can hit a ball out from all fields he can spray it across the field um he's not somebody that's just muscling the ball out it's it's smooth it's fluid it's a combination of of um bat speed his bat path his batter's eye and he's a guy where i i see the comp and i i said this last show too i don't love to give comps i don't want to give people a false sense of of what this player is going to be but I think of his his comp as something like an Austin Riley, a bigger bodied guy that's a good enough athlete who if you need to throw him in left field for a little bit, he can do that. You know, you, if you need to throw him somewhere, he can play third, he can play first or whatever, but he's going to go out there and hit bombs for you. He's going to give protection to Soto in the lineup um, and he's, he's really going to, he's there to give you offense and he can do that no matter if he's playing third or first or if he's DHing, if the National League gets the DH. Uh, I do think, He's, that would be a waste of his defensive talents, but he could do third, first. He could probably play a little outfield in the pitch.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's got, that, that's that's one of the variety things, right? It's it's like when they the Nationals were really happy when he fell, you know, mm-hmm. they, when he fell to them, they, they were they were they were so pleased about that, and they did not draft him. I think thinking this is our shortstop of the future, right? That was not yeah. really the the, the thought uh, when you draft him. Let's talk about a couple guys who are kind of like recent graduates, I guess you could say of the. Uh, prospect ranks. You know, we've got two guys right now. Carter, Carter has little been in there for a bit more. Um, this is pretty, it's pretty clearly a proven year, right? This is like the proven year for Carter Keyboom. Mm-hmm. Luis Garcia is in the majors, but you look at his age. He's so young to where if it didn't, if it doesn't go well at 22, you're kind of like, well, you can't give up on the kick. It's 22, right? I mean, I always think about that, sports, you know, usually players get drafted this way, like, In three years, he's going to be 25. Three years is a long time. 25 is not old, right? So how do you approach each one of these guys? Because the Nationals, let's hope, give them shots to prove their worth this year because the Nationals are not going for gold. They're not going for division title. These two former prospects, now Major League uh, starters, are going to get their shot.
0: So, okay, so Garcia. I like Garcia more as a second baseman than a shortstop, and that's not what you want to hear when you just, when Trey Turner just left and you're thinking about, oh, I have to have somebody play shortstop now. Um, I know you don't love to hear that, but that's, he seems to me like his future is going to be there. Great. And it's, it's, it's something where he's, he's got, he's got solid offensive skills, but he needs to get better at strikes on recognition. So you can still get him on, on pitches outside. You can get him to chase a slider away you can and defensively he can make the plays you need him to make at shortstop but I think that he translates into an above average or probably in defender at second um, but the issue there is do you get enough offense from a position that you don't need as premium of defense you get enough offense to make it worth it and the advantage of being in the situation you are now and your season this year. I think that you give him all season to figure it out. You, you let him play. You say, okay, we've got Cesar Hernandez to play second. You can play. We're going to let you try short. Maybe he can do it. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, I think it's something where he's, he's not anything better than above average speed wise. And I think that's, what's ultimately going to limit him from short. He might be a guy who starts off at short and has to move to second pretty quickly. I think like a Brandon Phillips, um, I think like a Rosario, a guy who who starts off at at short and has to move to second a little bit later in their career. Um, but offensively, I still do worry. He struggled a little bit um, at Double A. He struggled near Arizona Fall League. Uh, I'm I'm curious to see what he does with a full year in the majors. Um, at you know, if he gets a chance to start, is he yeah. even going to start this year?
1: Yeah, I mean, mean, this is the problem, right? So you go back to 2020 and you think about third base, right? We hear it's Carter Kibum's job. Mm -hmm. And who do we see out there on the opening day? It's Estrubo Cabrera. And leaning on vets is what helped the Nats win a title. But this is not that. This is not where you are. This situation now where, you know, like they re-signed Alcides Escobar. It would be a damn shame if Alcides Escobar and and even also Cesar Hernandez block young guys because – man, what's the point like what is the point of you're not trying to win games this year right now garcia is such a it's it's an example of like he's too he's so young he mm-hmm. needs reps do you really want to give him reps at at the major league like you know is that where he needs to be getting reps um that that's kind of my thing is like you know what is the plan for these guys now no keyboom needs the reps he needs yeah. a full season it's time to say hey am i a guy or not but also, this is one. I, mean, I could totally see a situation where they get rid of Carter Kibum and he goes somewhere else and does great because this is a change of scenery sport where <laughs> that that stuff happens all the time. It's just one of those weird things. But for Garcia, he is a much more. It's not a clear cut situation, right? right? It's not like, throw. You know, survive or die. Carter Kibum is like sink or swim, buddy. That, that's kind of where you're at.
0: And the thing with Garcia is I worry about, like we, we never give a really young player. I mean, 20, and Soto's the, the, the exception, exception to this. Yeah, Everybody yeah, has it's to it's understand. Juan Soto is an exception, exception right. in every right. possible way. So you can't compare anything to him. But a guy that young, you worry about their confidence. And I think the best thing to do is to start him at A. Defensively, I, I think he can handle most of the routine plays at short on the big league level, but I don't think he's ready for big league pitching. And if you put him at the MLB level and you let him start at short, uh, I just worry that he's going to struggle enough offensively where you're going to destroy any confidence he has. So let Escobar do it for a bit until you get um, until he he shows that he can do it at AAA and bring him up. And I actually think this is what the Nationals need to do this year: is as you're re-signing guys uh, once the lockout's over and bringing in vets. I think you need to be finding vets on one-year deals that you can turn around and move once the guy, once the prospect behind them is ready to go. You have a lot of guys like Ruiz who is right, you know, can be in AAA, can play every day. And once you make sure that they're comfortable and they got it, you can bring them up, give it two or three weeks to make sure it's not a fluke, and then you can turn around and you can take a guy um, like an Escobar like a Cesar Hernandez, Michael Franco.
1: I actually think it'd be a, 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 a prime candidate. Cause when I yeah. saw it signing, I was Send like, I'm seeing, I, I was visualizing in my head, a, a situation I call it camp. I, for some reason, my mind thinks camp, but spring training where he just rakes. And on opening day, it's like, there's Michael Franco at third. And you're like, what are we doing? What is What is the, what is the point? Yeah. Or neighbor, I mean, D. Gordon you know, in second. D. Gordon's in your system. That now. cannot happen. That cannot. mean, yeah. I, I saw it. And I was like, look. And because here's the thing. He's one of those guys where he fits the. He's the fielding version of John Lester. It was age up, numbers down. And mm-hmm. it's like, look, you can bring this guy in to have some, you know, to be an influence in camp. Like Franco, like is one of those guys where, yeah, I could totally, totally see him having a really, really nice. Um, he's he could be the third base version of Josh Harrison, right? Josh yeah. Harrison, you brought him off the street. And what happened? Somebody traded for him. Somebody wanted to trade for Josh Harrison. Exactly. Not gonna happen with Franco. D that is not happening with D. Gordon. There's no reason for D. Gordon to be on the team after spring training is over, taking spots from a young guy. But I will say it's like Garcia is that example of reps, right? What <laughs> what where do you want the reps to be? What do you want them to look like? You know, is it an everyday deal? Is, is he an, He'll be a major leaguer, but is he every day in major leagues? Well, if he's not, he should be down A, being an everyday guy. The catching thing, and we can hit on this right now, is they've got Adams, they've got um, uh, KB Ruiz. Th- those two, to me, seem to be the tandem. I think mm-hmm. Adams might get some, a little bit of a run at first. We'll see what happens. Ryan Zimmerman, obviously, that's, that's the next domino to fall in that situation. But And also they got a catcher in the, uh, the A's trade. I always forget the kid's name. So I think Ruiz will be there from the start. I I think it's just, that's how it's going to work. But I, I don't think Nats fans, they want to see nurturing. They don't want to see a situation where vets are taken away from young guys.
0: Yeah. And, and Riley Adams situation, like it's having, having those two young catchers. I feel like that's a situation where you want one veteran and you want a young Mm -hmm. guy. And then you send the other guy to triple a,
1: the problem Uh, is they got two, they got two, two, two young guys is the issue. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And like, and, and so at a certain point, you need to decide which guy is figuring it out at AAA, which guy is figuring it out at the big leagues. Um, you know, you went out, you get Riley Adams. I thought Riley Adams looked fine. He plays and then you turn around, he, And then you turn around and you get another catcher. And to me, it's like, okay, I understand you got a haul for Tr- Turner and Scherzer, but you have to decide which one, which guy do you right. think is the guy? I think Riley Adams is the guy.
1: Just I think have he should play first. I, I think, I think you should try him some at first. I yeah. think he can, because if, if you can, if you can sprinkle him in with, with Josh Bell at first, mm-hmm. and also he can catch, you know, on, on the days where Ruiz, because right. Ruiz is a, is a player that you gave. I mean, you gave like, I don't like that trade. I, I really did not like the trade they made for mm-hmm. the, the Max Scherzer trade. Uh, I think they could have robbed one of those teams absolutely blind and gotten, Similar haul they got for not everybody else has
0: robbed the Padres. Go rob them too. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. I don't. I'm not even sure Trey Turner had to be that involved for them to get some of the guys they got back, and that that you know that's that's an issue in itself. But when you give up that much, like it's 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 one of those things where where got you're deciding when you're deciding between Rendon and Strasburg about who you're going to sign, right? I know both guys were with the, with the, you know, with the organization forever, but who do you have to pick Strasburg? Who was the guy that had everybody buzzing about what it was Strasburg pitched against the pirates on a random day and whatever year he debuted in. Right. It was Strasburg, like world series, MVP Strasburg. So because he is the crown jewel of a draft, you have to resign him. When you get a guy who's, you know, one of the jewels of a trade, you have to roll with him because yeah. it's what, you know, it's what GMs do. Right? It's what teams do. We we made an investment for you. We have to play you now. Your strategy is the right one, right? Whoever's better should earn the spot. But it's you know, but I think Ruiz. Having. I think Ruiz did enough last year to warn that number one catcher spot. But they gotta find ways to get Riley Adams in the lineup. That, that's yeah. That that was clear last year. Is you gotta see what you have here because this guy might be a real good player.
0: And I think the best case scenario for you guys in in that is universal dh where you can take yes. a guy like a Josh Bell yes. right. let him dh and versus doing that system where you just kind of rotate guys for the dh now you have an you have, you have the ability Riley Adams can learn first on the job while Keeper Ruiz learns catcher on the job Josh Bell Josh Bell is a known quantity Josh Bell is right. almost 30 right. years old you know what he is you know right. he can play first he can do whatever he needs to do and so you let Adams and, and they're going to get the DH, right? It. I
1: mean, I think, I think that's, that's kind of the sentiment. I here.
0: think the consensus is that that's, what's going to come out of this. Yeah. Right. Because, and,
1: because at that point you're going to get Riley Adams basically every day, right. In yeah. some capacity. And that's the thing is the kid's got some, he's got some pop. I mean, he's got some mm-hmm. real, he's got some real, he's a big, bigger kid. He's got some good pop. And it also, like you said, it lets Ruiz fully learn that position.
0: Yeah. And, and it's kind of like, I don't want to say it's like a, football team where if you have two quarterbacks you don't have a quarterback but catcher is one of those positions you really need a guy that does 75 percent of the catching and a guy that does 25 that's why why we see catchers going higher
1: now in the draft right It's it's why we're seeing those guys and
0: i want to say it's last one of the shows last week i think it was last wednesday we talked all about catchers and we talked tuesday we talked all about uh catchers how you see so many catchers going higher you see so many college catchers and it's because it takes so long for a catcher to to figure out how to manage a pitching staff right. and how to call a game. And right. those really are all difficult things.
1: We, I mean, think can't. about, think about all that. Sorry to cut you off. But like everything <sighs> that goes into being a catcher is you got to play the offense, right? You, you got to mm-hmm. do that. But like the second baseman is not having to form a personal relationship with every, and not only that, like not just the starters, right? It's the bullpen guys too. And you got to understand all these guys. And, and it, it's, it's like you said, the quarterback is a perfect thing because it's, the catcher has to be the smartest guy on the field because he is mm-hmm. thinking about who is batting, who is pitching. all Every single at bat, he is thinking about that stuff and processing mm-hmm. it. That's why there's such a premium. I think it was Henry Davis, right, the Louisville kid? Yeah. That's yeah. why he went number one. That's why we're seeing more of those guys because there is such a premium on getting a guy. He's like the quarterback. He's got to basically coach him up.
0: And the hard part is we don't have a good way to measure all of that stuff for a catcher. Right. You know, we're can. we now at the point where we can measure framing. And so we can give you a score and we can say, oh, this guy's bad at framing or good at framing. But we can't measure all of that other stuff. And so you have to just give guys reps to do it. And if you try to split time between these two catchers, it's not going to work. Ruiz has to have the chance to learn it. Um, Obviously – if something happens to him, if he's, if he's injured or ineffective, you can make a switch, but you have to pick one. Um, Mm -hmm. I, of the two, like I said, I actually, I like Adams more as a complete player, but like you said, I do think he's probably going to end up at first. And I think he's a little bit, I think athletically he can do first. He can be fine. He's not like some of the new catchers we see that can play the outfield. Miami had Jorge (laughs) Alfaro. I mean, he was playing in the outfield. Um, Dalton show for, for Arizona, same thing. He Bryce, I mean, even Bryce,
1: Harper star, like Bryce Harper started off as a catcher. You know, yeah. you know I mean? he ends up in the outfield because he's a good athlete. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, but it, but it's something where he's good enough where he can play a corner and you want to find a way to get both their bats in the lineup. And, yeah. and ultimately that's, what's going to have to happen is one of them has to go to first. And I think Adam should be that guy.
1: Yeah. All right. One well, more quick word from the uh, old sponsors here. Today's show is brought to you by betonline.ag. If you guys want to bet on the over/under for the Nationals' win total next season, I suggest the under. You can go to betonline.ag today. Much sure of those are out yet, but when they do, betonline will have them. You guys go there today. New, sleek, clean interface on the mobile device, uh, on the iPad, on the computer. If you have an iPod Touch, you can probably access it there, you know, as well. Betonline.ag is the place to go for. Football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, Vegas casino games—all the action you want. Go there to betonline.ag today. Use the promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Locked On. You'll receive a fifty percent deposit bonus. So you deposit a hundred bucks, you an extra fifty in site credit to play with today. Bet online—it's where the game starts. All right. So Lindsay, you got some thoughts about what this this Nets team is going to be next year? And you and I—we appear to be in some kind of lockstep, right? It's all about seeing – so Juan Soto is – two things are at play here. Number one, you want to see what you got. Number two, got to show Juan Soto your commitment to building something, you know, for the future. Now, I will say this. This – because he is so damn good at baseball, Mr. Juan Soto, um, it doesn't take a whole lot, actually, to build a really good lineup. If you watched Nationals this year, the problem was not the lineup – the bullpen lost forty-two games. Um, you know, if you fix, if if you cut that in half, which you know you, you kind of just kind of goals, whatever, like mm-hmm. you can start to have a conversation about, okay, how do we make this team a little bit better in each one of these places? You can't even assess the team basically because the pen was so god awful last year. So to me, that's where it starts. Now, I'm looking definitely at the fielding right: Ruiz, Adams, uh, Keyboom. Garcia, Wayne Thomas, question mark. Is mm-hmm. this is this the last stand of one Victor Robles in center field, which I believe it should be. It should be. Because he's one of those guys who I feel like he's going to go somewhere else and start raking. It's going to be awful for Nationals fans when it does happen. So how do you view this season? How should they manage the, all right, what do we got with some guys? Like what should be the approach, do you think?
0: Okay, so when it comes to filling some of the holes on the team, if you're going to sign a guy – uh, it needs to be a vet on a short-term deal, and you need to prioritize those guys that can be a bridge to the prospects. The goal is you want you can't completely tank. Okay, uh, you have two and a half years to show Juan Soto that this team can compete again um, for for the division and you know compete to make the World Series. So you sign veterans that you are comfortable getting rid of at the trade deadline. Uh, you need to make sure that you're getting your prospects time, and then I think the biggest key this upcoming season. And I don't want to be the bad guy here. I think that best case don't, scenario, no, it, you know, yeah, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, you're looking at 70 win team next year. Okay,
1: like come like that is like very best much like case. It. Yeah, I just the first move they made this off season was re signing Alcides Escobar. God bless him. Was pretty actually effective, relatively yeah. speaking, but had not played baseball in like two years and yeah you know once again great accounting of himself at shortstop but Mm -hmm. when you're signed and and fans always want to do this but but the one thing i'll push back on is two and a half years too long to try to show one Soto. do you only have a year like do you only have a year and a half how do you manage that because there's a part of me that thinks you do have to make a signing or two that's like hey this guy is going to be a part of the team when we are contending, right? Um, a, uh, totally on his name, uh, guy that the Mets signed uh third baseman, Escobar. Oh. Uh, right? Um, Is that his name? Yeah.
0: Wow, I blinked too. Yeah. Uh, Eduardo,
1: Eduardo Escobar. Eduardo yeah, Escobar, yeah. right? Three-year contract. Hey, this guy's going to be a decent player over there, right? And I'm not saying that the Nats signed a third baseman, but players right. like, you know, Starlin Marte, hey, we're, we're committing to a center fielder, right? Mm-hmm. This guy's going to get a three-year contract. Sure, we might suck this year, but in one or two years, this guy's going to be a part of your outfield. You're going to be next to him. as your partner in crime out there, you know, whatever he is going to play in the outfield. Um, that kind of thing. Do you think you have to shorten the timetable in your opinion, or do you think to get the full two and a half to make the point?
0: So you're in the worst case scenario when it comes to the timeframe, because uh, you <laughs> have to think about who is Soto's agent. It's Scott Boris. And Scott Boris is notorious for his guys are going to make it to free agency. So I think the nationals are going to know or have a, pretty, have a pretty good idea in a year and a half, is Soto going to come back or not? But right. they're never going to know for sure until he gets to free agency and either re-signs with the Nationals or goes somewhere else. And you know that it's going to be uh, as expensive as humanly possible to make that Soto deal as well because Scott Boris is the agent. So um, this year, you need to be able to show like, the goal from the next two. Okay, here's what the next two years ideally should look like this year should be it starts off with some vets in some of these positions. It starts off you know with your with your Escobar at short, with your Hernandez at second. And by midseason by the trade deadline, you've started to ship these guys out and you've transitioned to some of these prospects and they need to show that they're getting the valuable experience so that when you open next year, you're in the conversation for, third place in the East versus last in the East. Um, right. and, and you need to show one Soto that, Hey, these guys have promise. Um, I don't know if they're all going to work out, but I think enough of them will work out that if one Soto stays, you are going to be contending for the division in two to in, in, in three seasons.
1: Well, it, but, it, this is a sport where the division matters so much, right? Because you yeah. play your team so often. I think the one thing that really hurts the, Met, the the nationals is that the Mets want to win. The Braves just won. The Phillies are trying to win. Right. So the idea of, of what it looks like of us trying to win. Yeah. Could be dictated by who, you know, it's, it's like, okay, the nationals might have their version of trying to win, but the Mets version of trying to win looks a whole lot more, you know, they're, they're spending a lot more money. They're, they're, they're out there a lot more. That makes yeah. sense to you. Yeah.
0: So, so you have to look at, uh, how each team in the division is building their roster to compete. The Braves have graduated a lot of players. And so the challenge mm-hmm. of the Braves is keeping that that team together. The Mets are trying to spend money to fill holes. They're trying to buy their way to a roster. Um, the Marlins are building around pitching and they have, I mean, I I'm impressed with all the different pitchers that Miami yeah. has. Yeah, I, I'm I mean, happy. Miami's really getting together a group of arms, uh, Philadelphia. I don't really know what they're doing. I don't. I don't really have <laughs> yeah. an answer to what Philadelphia yeah. is doing. But you have to look at what can the Nationals do that is different from those teams to still be in contention. And I think the Nationals, right. you have the ability to. You've got to get these pitchers, and you've got to get. Um, you've got to get more guys at your infield spots. I mean, right now, I would say you. You have to figure out. Who's going to be your your shortstop of the future? That's something you've got to figure out. Um, you've got to figure out can Key Boom do it, and if not, who can? Uh, if you can answer those questions and these pitchers can all hit like we know we they can, I think you can compete with the Atlantas and the New Yorks in two or three years. But it's just a quite like you just need more information. And the way to get information is to get these kids on the field as much as possible, playing reps, baby reps, whether it's triple a or the major leagues, get them playing every day.
1: All right. Well, I I think we've hit it all, man. There's what what else there's, you know, the Nats, they're going to suck next year, but when team sucks, (laughs) it's fine. I, I, I've, I've mentioned this a bunch because Nats fans have been upset on Twitter. Guys, it's okay. Like you, there, there are things you can watch and look for in, in a, in a team. that's not bad. Like, Mm -hmm. Is this player, you know, because the Nats got so many trade pieces. I mean, the fact they got Lane Thomas and a throw, I mean, somebody traded for John Lester was like, that was criminal. I mean, I'm not sure who in 2021 should be trading, you know, to the Cardinals, but like Lane Thomas was decent, you know what? He deserves a shot. He deserves a shot left field next year. I will go on a limb
0: and say the two best values last year um, was getting something for John Lester. And the Braves yeah. getting some, and the Braves not only getting something for Pablo Sandoval, but getting Eddie Rosario for Pablo right. Sandoval. Right? No, those two I, deals I, were the best. Like, what? Why did you give anything of value I, for that player?
1: Well, Kinda you news. know, it, it's one of those where, and, and look, the Nationals could easily be on the other side of this if if Robles sucks this year, right? They could yeah. be in a situation where, you know, they Robles walks, they have to give Robles away or whatever it is. And he's great somewhere else, right? You know, he, th- th- like if he hits two fifty and plays best defense uh, in the league at center field, you're like, wow. He hit two
0: or three last year, I right? Don't he's no, right. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. If he
1: hits two fifty with that defense, you're like, you know, what? I'll take it. I'll, I'll, mm-hmm. t- I'll take that. But that's baseballs is the sport where you know we, we see this sometimes. NFL, there is some of this, but baseball is a sport where it's like this guy. What in the hell, did, like Chris Flexen, right? You know, uh, Paul Seawall, two former Mets, who ended up doing a great job on the Mariners. It's such a change of scenery sport. And Lane Thomas, a mm-hmm. good example of that. You know, Riley Adams. Willie Adamas. And Willie Adamas, yeah. Willie Adamas no left, left Tampa
0: Bay and just destroyed it in Milwaukee to right. the point where, and then Nelson Cruz, side note, Nelson Cruz was awful when he went to Tampa Bay to the point where I'm beginning to wonder, is it the batter's eye in Tampa Bay? Because guys right. have talked about, I can't see when I go to Tampa to bet. Like when we're playing a game in Tampa, like everybody seems to slump offensively. I'm not sure why that would be. I mean, it's not I think it's playing the batter's a eye. Where like it, sounds, or, you it, know, sounds, it <laughs> It's essentially it, playing a warehouse, it's a terrible right? Deal. Yeah,
1: it's it's the it's the worst place. But yeah, that that's that's you know that's the thing about baseball. I mean, here's the thing: is look, I thought some of the deals the Nats made last year were great. I thought some of them were not so great. But you've got a collection of guys, and like you said, that's they have to sell Soto. Is we're gonna, you know, it's it's you know, we're gonna we're putting our thing in the water and we're gonna, we're going to we're going to shake it out you know we're using our our pasta ladle whatever the hell they're called you know to, to figure out, all right what's what's real what's not what do we want what do we want to eat what do we want to keep on on the dinner dish what do we want to throw away that's what's coming up really yeah yeah all right uh lindsay tell the folks where can they find you we're going to find your work and all of its wonderful variety
0: all right so my show locked on MLB prospects available wherever you get your podcasts for free on all platforms Every day you can follow us on Twitter at locked on farm. You can follow me on Twitter at Crosby baseball.
1: You can follow me on Twitter at Josh neighbors underscore. You can guys can follow the show at LO underscore nationals. If you want some big 12 content, best basketball conference in America. uh, There it is. The flag right there at LO big 12 on Twitter as well. So doing both things. And also, We'll definitely be talking about some of those guys from the Big 12 Conference that'll be some impact prospects, I'm sure. So that'll be fun, Lindsay. You and I can talk some some college baseball as well. Can't wait. All right, uh, everybody, once again, thank you guys for listening. Find our shows wherever you guys uh, find them. Find us on Twitter as well. Until next time, my friends, as always, stay safe.